here, okay? What do you want from us? How much more do you want from me? And we're back. Lip girls. We're back. And we're back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Cha, cha, cha. Hey y'all, it's your girl Taylor. And Toya. This is The Ho Bag. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore ho bag. That's underscore H-E-A-U-X-B-A-G. Keep up with our shenanigans. Bye. Bye. Okay, so uh for all y'all that can't spell, it's independent. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. I don't wanna be independent no more. I'm not independent, I just work a lot. <laughs> The remix brought to you by Toya de la Ghetto. Exactly. Was it Toya de la Chef de Ghetto? And Taylor Two Chains. Oh, they got a nice Lorenzo, don't it? It really do. Two Chains. Miss Thick Filet over here. Miss Thick. You know what? I was I was getting out the car like a while ago, and this guy was like, "Oh my gosh, I love you." He was like, "Um, why?" He said, "I love your shirt" or some shit. He looked at my shirt and was like. He ended up asking me, why are you guys so nice? And I was like, what? Girl, I said, this, say, I said, this says thick filet, not Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you got to be in that motherfucker. Do I look like I work here? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> exactly. What does that mean? Uh, uh, people at Chick-fil-A act like it ain't their pleasure no more. <laughs> Hello, what's up? <laughs> we here. You want some chicken? <laughs> so this episode is called Hyper Independence in the Black Community. Mm. And I got into mm. this uh, name for this episode because I've been reading The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. Navigate an unequal system, learn tools for emotional wellness, and get the help you deserve. This is by Rita Walker, PhD, and it's forward by Naeem Akbar, PhD. Rita Walker is a black woman. And I think Charlemagne the God had also highlighted this book as well at one point. Um, bear with me, y'all. I'm going to read two paragraphs that I that just really touched me and made me put this book down until I digest it. So this paragraph is called The Price of Independence. Your cultural buffers, including family dinners, beliefs about what it means to be black and the overall sense of interconnectedness have likely eroded. Somehow we have gotten in our minds that we can get by on our own in a it is a symptom of the me, myself and I of mainstream society. Even if your mother was a single mom, she likely raised you in the same neighborhood where she grew up, surrounded by play cousins and other extended family. Your mother raised you to be strong and independent. So you went off to college and eventually accepted a lucrative job opportunity about 800 miles away from your old neighborhood. After some time passed, you became a single mom. You had no idea that it was so hard. Sometimes you feel like a failure as a mom, but you have no choice but to stick it out. You work your day job at the office and your night job at home with your little one, praying that things will get better one day. One of my favorite memes says, it is hard being a woman. 
You must think like a man, act like a lady, look like a young girl and work like a horse. For black women, add fight for your sanity like a mixed martial artist. You want to work longer hours like your colleague, but your responsibilities at home simply do not allow it. As a result, the boss conjures up justifications for why you won't get the promotion. Your mom visits on occasion, but it's simply not enough to offset everything that you have on your plate. It is time for change, but it's so hard to know even where to begin. Meanwhile, the best thing that you know how to do is never let them see you sweat. Mm. You press on hoping that better days are ahead. If you are fortunate enough to live near your children's Nana or Big Mama or multiple aunties and uncles, you are most fortunate. You can call on them when you need to pick pick your kids up from school take them to soccer practice and teach them life lessons if you can count on your neighbors to help look out for your children this is also part of the village mentality that was integrated in the culture if you get to be the favorite quote-unquote auntie for your nieces and nephews your life is even better for it everyone has a role to play if it is feasible for grandma to stay at the house rather than go to a home for old folks she too has a role to play that was uh, quite a mouthful there. It was. Guess what? We know that Toya will be reading to little Indy. <laughs> <laughs> I love reading. And I used to like writing a lot. Um, my first little part that I had on there was what happened to the village. I think I ask myself that all the time. I think it was. You couldn't trust if I'm just my thought process, you couldn't trust, you know, people not touching your kids. And then, you know, you're not going to tell me how to raise my kids type thing or people just also moving away. Like uh, the, the during the Great Migration, when people moved up to the Midwest and stuff like that, people moved away from their southern family members and they had to have new family members or then they started moving out to the east coast and the west coast so you really didn't have family around to raise that village and then it somehow i don't know how we developed this that's mine that ain't got shit to do with me type of mentality so of course it's like Myself and I. you see somebody beating their kids it's like oh that ain't that's my ain't my business and so it's like you know because again you can't tell somebody how to raise their kid so the village kind of just like dried up like a well in a sense. Yeah. And even even I think we spoke on this at one point. We were talking about how disrespectful a lot of these kids are now. Ooh. I remember back when I was growing up, my grandmother gave permission to her friends. If you see Toya acting up, you got my permission to beat her ass. Mm. And I used to be like, damn, but it put fear in me mm-hmm. and it made me respect my elders and know I'm not finna fuck up because mm-hmm. I know for a fact y'all gonna beat me. Mm-hmm. Y'all show me that y'all purses have detachable handles <laughs> and y'all gonna whip my ass. So I'm gonna make sure, you know, but my grandmother was also Southern. So I don't know if that, one of my grandmothers was Southern. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. Um, versus now, I know when I go to JoJo school and I see some kids acting up, I be wanting to tell them, hey, why y'all cussing? Bitch, shut up. You're not my mama. They bad as hell. And I will... T- <sighs> bad as hell. But there's just such a difference. And I don't know if it's maybe because our grandmothers that era were actually grandmas. They were mm. in the... Most of them, a majority say, of them... because my a grandma majority, wasn't a grandma. Right. She was so a hot girl. A majority <laughs> of them were, or even if it wasn't our, our great-grandmothers were. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Yeah. They were housewives, most of them. And then the husband used to go out to do whatever. So it gave opportunity for all of the cousins to be at grandma's house mm-hmm. for the summer, you know, uh, spring break or whatever. So then they had that connective 
piece to when when those cousins got older, they trusted each other to watch their kids. Mm-hmm. Or it's a lot of Southern shit where, well, my grandma live on the same block with my auntie and my mom and my this and this and this and this and that. Mm-hmm. But somehow when it got to a certain generation, we was like, I can't wait to get up out the house. Man. I'm going to go all the way to West Virginia to go to school. I think at the same time, there was a lot of things. If we're being really transparent and deep diving into this think piece, people stopped going to church. Right. Yeah. So that was that, that took one way that little piece of- that took away from some of it. And then people were like uh, black people were like, hell, they getting money down moving over here. I can move over here and get money. To- I don't have to stay here right. and be, you know, struggling like the, everybody else. I don't have to work at the laundromat. I could go down to Texas and become a nurse. Yeah. Like, so it's like we realized there was more for us and we didn't have to follow the status quo at the time. And we didn't have to deal with things and not realizing that when we do start these families, that's going to take away that community in that village. We traded one for something else. I was, you know, that's funny. I'm bringing my personal life into this. My brother has a kid and, um, but his kid's mom lives in uh, Kansas city. So she took the baby with her and he moved up there. And I always told him, I was like, Hey, if you move away, just realize your kid is not going to grow up around us. Now we could fly out. Everybody ain't got money to be flying every weekend to see your kid. Or flying your kid out here, like in the, in, the, in the beginning of your kid's life, you can't just have them on a plane during COVID and stuff like that. So your kid is going to grow up not knowing other parts of their families. And the only reason I knew that is because my family, my mom's family is from Samoa. So like everybody either lives like in the States or lives in another Hawaiian island or some of them live in Samoa. But we don't have money to just be going back and forth, hanging out. And then it, it's or always, time because it takes about two days for travel. Right. And then we all grew up in our own separate lives. Like I don't have time to sit up here and be on FaceTime with somebody I ain't seen in 15 years. Yep. Why would I do that? So bringing that back, there's no sense of community. So when I do need to call on somebody, it's like, eh. I mean, and everybody says, oh, I'm here. Are you really? Because I need to help in my rent that one time and you ain't having and not saying I was you know, I'm here for money. But like, that's what I needed to put a roof over my well, child. I'm going to pray for you. Right. Or like, oh, or can you send me a ticket to come sit with, stay with you? Because I ain't got no place to lay my head. Like, I ain't got no money. OK, so and it's not saying that you can't afford to have me in your life it's just it don't it doesn't make sense for me to look at you as my village i need to develop my own village over here so that in the event i'm late for work i can call toy and be like hey can you help me out real quick because you're right up the street Uh, and i i'm very thankful for a discernment because it takes a lot of discernment to know who you can really trust around your kids who you can trust around your man who you can trust around whatever the situation may be so we did have a discussion at one point. We recorded with one of our uh, guests and I and that guest had a child. And I was like, dang, you know, you don't have nobody to like call to watch her or anything. She's like, uh-uh, girl, I don't trust nobody with my kid. So I get there's that point, too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm going to play a clip and the clip is going to is going to get into. Um, now, mind you, this woman, I, I like what she said, but she reminds me of Jay-Z. You just, you just stop using so many damn words to get point out. Spit it out today. Damn. So somebody has said, no one talks about how growing up in a home where your mom is the sole caretaker makes a female extremely independent. And it's so hard to unlearn those characteristics when you're shifting into another season of your life. So I was scrolling on Twitter the other day and I saw this tweet about no one talking about what it's like to grow up with a single mom and 
seeing that hyper independence and then becoming a woman and having to unlearn all of those characteristics of hyper independence that you picked up from your mom. And that completely resonated with me because I was raised by a single mom with three kids and she always made things happen for for her family. She always made things happen for us. We never had to go without and we never you know, saw firsthand what that struggle looked like, even, you know, with her being a single mom. And so that was definitely something that I had to unlearn for myself, um, becoming a woman, becoming a mother, and especially as a black woman, um, the idea of not needing anyone because you can do it on your own. But just because you can do it on your own doesn't necessarily mean that you should have to do it on your own. And that's something that I'm consistently unlearning every single day in my life. Yes, there are people out there that have to do it on their own because they don't have um, a choice, but that just goes back to one of my earlier points about building your community and trusting people and building up that village so that you don't have to do it all on your own. Everyone's, you know, um, dynamic is going to look different, but I am definitely one of those people who is consistently learning and unlearning that hyper independence and allowing myself to ask for the support that I need. Because as a black woman, as a woman, as a mother, I deserve just as much help as anyone else. I got two things to say to this. One is going to be kind of funny. Um, I had this line sister who used to call us, get in a little group text and be like, Y'all, I'm short $200 on my rent. And at first it was like, okay, let's come together to help her. But then every month she was short. And it was like, girl, where you live at? <laughs> when is your lease up? <laughs> it's time to move. You need to go find some new rent or a new job. I'm going to send you some Indeed stuff. But no. At least you did that. That's still <laughs> helpful. But she would always, I was like, one time I think I couldn't afford something. And she was like, lean on your line, sisters. I was like, this ain't the goddamn ATM line. Like, <laughs> I ain't Morgan Freeman. Don't lean on me. Damn. <laughs> Shit. Lean on somebody else. She was like, that's what they for. That is not what we are. We are for. We are not here for your financial shortcomings. <laughs> so when it says ask for help, you get one good time to ask me for some money. Even then, now you can't because I told the people I ain't got it. But... Back in my day, I had a rule. You have one time to ever act. You better use it wisely because that it will be the first and last time I give you some money because you might genuinely need it. But don't be telling people that Taylor helped you out because I ain't going to help the next motherfucker out. Mm. Second thing, I be watching this show called Ridley Jones now. It's a cartoon. And they were talking, it's a horrible segue, but they be <laughs> one of the, 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 they had a season dedicated to asking others for help. Don't just think you have to do it all by yourself. And I think that I love that they're trying to teach this new set of kids how to lean on other people for stuff like I don't understand how to do math or like just saying you don't have to be superwoman in everything you do because you will get burnt out. Financially, we all need help. So let's throw that piece away. But for other things, there are things you need help with, like trying to figure out how to manage your finances, try to figure out how to work another job. I might need help babysitting with a babysitter so I can go get some more money so I could pay off X, Y, Z or do whatever, right? Or I might need help trying to figure out, I might need to sign a new lease or find a roommate or something like that. Find solutions, not just temporary fixes like the $200 you may need. So I Or like just telling said. the person, like a lot of people will say, man, you know, I'm struggling to go to therapy. 
Okay, well, yeah, I know I need to go to therapy, but you also do a very good job of saying, you know, date your therapist, mm. meaning be a serial therapy dater. This is I'm gonna go to maybe this person and I'm gonna go to that person till I find the right person that can handle what I got going on. Or, you know, I, I personally, again, going back to discernment. After I had my kid, I knew I was going to need some help because me and her father weren't together anymore. And I don't want to say that just because you and a person aren't together anymore, you divorce their family because family is supposed to be family is family. Mm -hmm. So thankfully, I had built something with his mother that was like a bond to where, hey, she she told me if you I don't care if we fall out or not, mm -hmm. if you ever need me for anything. I, and she she ain't a, a typical grandma. So she like, now look now, I still got my own life to live. I still be traveling <laughs> and shit. But let me be your first, the first person you ask and the last resort. That's mm -hmm. what she always told me. If you need me, I'm there. But if you can't find nobody else, I'm also there. Mm -hmm. like, Use me wisely, too, you know, mm -hmm. um. But then also when it came to my friends, my friends know I'm a package deal. These niggas, you need to know that I'm a package deal. Not saying that I ever feel comfortable enough to let any man just meet my daughter or me leave her with him or whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. However, my best male friends have stepped up for me when I had to go to work real quick. Mm -hmm. Shit, said, said got a little daughter. He like, hey, whenever little Juju need to come over. Bring her over. Mm -hmm. And now his daughter and my daughter are best friends or whatever. You know, that is you actively building your own community and mm -hmm. building your village. Mm -hmm. You can't always say, woe is me. I don't have no help. But then always go like this when somebody gives you help, too. Now you're blocking your own blessings and everything that come to you, you created it. And at the same time, don't just build build a community so that you can use them. Right. When you right, need right. them, like be, be genuine in your in your um reaching out to people like I I am learning that I need help like not saying that I need like I need we to lean need on help. somebody else right so I'm 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 comfortable with Toya so I will bring the baby around her other people I don't just because we kick it don't mean I'm comfortable like it's, it's it's something more in depth there and like it's I don't want them to ever be like oh yeah you can because people have been real nice to me oh I come wash the dishes I come do xyz because they want to come see the baby I would never leave girl bye <laughs> and I love that I, I absolutely do but it's like whoa you got there's so much more to mm -hmm. this than just that and like you was delicia was telling us telling me she was like people are going to be so nice to you in these first come months weeks yeah. and months so they can see the baby they're not going to be concerned with you or her in the next year i guarantee you that because they're not genuine in mm -hmm. their approaches and so that's, that's causing me to be more standoffish but to circle this back in be genuine and don't just use people and, and i think people do that with um us Cause they're like, oh, how you doing? Cut the shit. What you want? You want to be on a podcast? I okay. lied to you not. I have had grown ass men be like, can I take you out on a date or whatever? I'm like, okay, cool. Like and after we've chopped it up for a little while or whatever. And they'll sit there and tell me about how they were host hosted on a podcast. And do I want to see it? And they'll forward the link. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> and then the whole date becomes a podcast. And I'm like, are you trying to get me to? Yeah. Is that what this was about? Yeah. This ain't making the band, nigga. <laughs> the fuck?
fuck that shit really be pissing me off like I didn't even know like it was that deep and you're that thirsty that you want to take me out to thank you for the crab legs though nigga now I know to order the most expensive shit on fat you know and I think we I'll talked about lobsters. that with Influencer Bay that one yeah. episode I don't yeah. know if it's coming before this or after this but we talked about that like it, as you become more popular in something that's your, your craft your creativity you'll get these other people who are trying to just like Milk leech you off dry, of your boy. success yeah. and, and it's like it's not genuine so you have to really gatekeep your peace and your your productivity and whatever you have to be be standoffish you can't just let everybody ride with you because they will bring you the fuck down or they could take you to the next level but you got to have discernment like you said so mm. i think hyper independence within this black community is just so detrimental to us um because we all, for whatever reason, have this get it out the mud mentality that I don't see Girl. within any other culture. Well, well. But I'm well. like so prideful about it. I get it that you want to let everybody like it's it's one thing to pop your shit because you got it out the mud. But then it's another thing to where you literally I mean, we're going to step into this part. Too. I'm going to counter that. I'm going to counter what you're saying. Go ahead. You got these foreign people. Who live in Houston, Texas. Their parents are from Nigeria. Now, let's... If oh, not, they're from wherever. Because we got some Indians, too, and all that. Let, well, let's I'm not gonna, just get I'm, on Nigeria. Well, no, Nigerians going to come to us, girl. I don't want them to know. <laughs> we are talking about any foreigner. We will talk about foreigners. But I was going to say, we have a big population of Ind- Indians and specifically... Nigerians. Nigerians from the Southwest, Ailey, Texas. And they... um. I like to, you know, they've been, there's a big community. There's multiple generations of them yes. here, but a lot of them will be like, yeah, we came from here. We had nothing. Nigga, you was born a fucking Methodist. You have lived here. You went to middle school, high school, and granted, it may not have been as luxurious as some of these other people who are well-established, but it's not poor. And I just, I hate that they're like, yeah, we didn't have nothing. I remember we didn't have the lights on because your parents forgot to pay the bills, but y'all had the money to do it. Like they act like they was struggling. And I hate to see that because then those people mix with the other suburban kids because all you niggas live in the suburbs. I've seen it. I've been to your big ass houses. Um, and, and these kids like, yeah, man, I remember one time we ain't have nothing. And it's like, because your parents are cheap. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I. I, I <sighs> I've I've seen it personally is what I'm saying. I because I was gonna say my grandmother had a house too. So I, when I was raised, one part of me was raised with my grandmother, and then every other summer or whatever, when I went to my other grandmother's house, mm-hmm. she's in the projects. Mm-hmm. Now me as a kid, I'm thinking my grandma on the projects got money. Mm-hmm. She got a three bedroom townhouse, but it's the price in the projects. Mm-hmm. But she got like, you know what I'm saying? One room, just she was always a shopaholic. She's still working, yada, yada, yada. The other one, a housewife, military husband, but the lights was off in this motherfucker so much. Like once you get older and you start thinking about it, it wasn't even about her being cheap. I don't, I don't know if she was irresponsible or cheap or what, but I done struggled in that house with her trying to make it work with what she had, I guess, versus my other girl. I ain't never see the lights off. And then I don't got city paid for it. I don't know who paid you, for it. You know what? Then thank you for correcting me on that. But I've seen people in the suburbs who literally have just because they didn't get the latest Jordans, like okay. the other kids that had it. But they like, still had nice shoes. They had Team J's. They, they just had, didn't have them. Exactly. Yeah. And so it... I, when I, I see it. that, it's like, why? And, and it brings me to, I've been watching this show called The Sweet Life. I've already caught all the way up past season two. And <laughs> <laughs> this kid was like, um, his name was Jordan. And Jordan is like a multimillionaire. Like he's 23, 
doing he has like a shirt company or some shit like that. He's doing amazing. And his parent, his his homeboy was like, yeah, you you get it. You um got it off the success of your parents. Like they helped you. And so he was like, no, nah, I got it out the mud. I did this by myself. So he goes home to his mom. He's like, he said, I'm successful because all the hard work that you did. And she was like. I mean, son, I worked my ass off so you could go to school so you never had to worry about this. He was like, but I built this company by myself. She was like, yeah, because you didn't have to worry about your phone bill and eating and all that stuff. And she was like, it's not it's OK to to not have been got it out the mud. It's OK that your parents worked their asses off so you didn't have to struggle. And I and I wanted to loop that all the way back around. So I I begin the argument in a bad way. Don't come for us. They're going to come for us. Um, no, hell no, because I'm 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 with it as somebody that literally at starting at 16, you know, what I'm saying and, and me dropping out of high school at 17 and me having to get it out the mud. That was my choice. But that was also my choice because my mom was on welfare. Mm-hmm. So when people say get it out the mud, I done lived with my mama on Section 8. I done lived with my mama, you know, where she just, I guess, was smoking shit up or whatever she was doing that I didn't realize until I got older. But it it's almost a slap in the face for me personally, knowing that I didn't did everything I had to do from 17 all the way up until 33. Mm-hmm on some get it out the mud mentality that now like oh girl said I have to unlearn things to say you know what Toya put your pride to the side and your ego to the side it's okay to ask for help it's okay to accept help Mm -hmm. even if you don't ask how many people can you really sit down and say damn I do get a lot of people that ask you need anything no I'm good Knowing damn well, I don't know how I'm going to eat. But is it because we learned, and I could say It's this, a learned behavior. Because I would be like, um, you know, my parents, was they was just some niggas. <laughs> my dad would be like, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have a roof over your head. Yeah. Granted, you're supposed to do that. I didn't ask to fucking be here. Absolutely. But, but stuff like that made me go, I'm never asking for help because you're not going to throw that shit back in my face. Like, I sat up here and was like, I need help with math. If you wasn't for me, you wouldn't have got an A on that test. You know what? Fuck it. I wish I would have failed. Cause like I would, failing would be so much more peaceful at this point than having to listen. You tell me what you did for me. So that's why I personally never asked people for stuff. And I, I remember one time I had to rent money and I wasn't, I was in college like, and I didn't want to ask my parents for nothing. Cause I came to my grandmother. She was like, go take a loan out. I came to my dad and he looked at me and he was like, really? And I was like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. And I got that eviction notice. And I was like, I'd rather do this than ask anybody else for anything. Because it's not, it's not, it it fucked with my pride and my soul so much. So now I would like make sure the rent's paid up ahead of time. Like I, I, if you learned from your mistake though, you learned from how you got into that situation. But I learned from not being able to trust nobody else. Like the people you're supposed to trust the most. But say that, I think that's two different things though. They had it. They weren't struggling. let's, Let's say for example, you now decide to not disclose what's going on to people. That's different mm-hmm. from what me saying, okay, if somebody asks you, Taylor, what's wrong or what's going on? And you like, it's good, I'm straight. But what I'm explaining versus, is... I, no, I get it, but oh. I'm saying versus you actually telling somebody what you got going on in your life and then allowing them to help you. That's not asking. Mm. So that's what I had to unlearn. Me withholding information because I got it. Fuck it, I'll do it myself. I'm so used to disappointment. Mm-hmm. I think that's where that does come from. We're so used to disappointment or used to people throwing shit in our face that now even in the midst of adversity or in the midst of an eviction or in the midst of stepping one inch over whatever, you damn near borderline homeless. Mm-hmm. 
we're like, you know what? Fuck that shit. I ain't finna let nobody see me sweat. Mm. I ain't finna none of that They'll shit. never let them see you sweat. But we're also not giving anybody the opportunity to help either. Blocking but, our own blessing. But what I was trying to explain from that as a learned behavior was those same people. If you ever need anything, I got you. You didn't got me when I needed to be got. I've been having those discussions with in per- men in particular. Especially men. That have been trying to date me in this season of my life. Let me, let me break something down, y'all. Break it down. I was making $70,000 plus bonuses. So I mm-hmm. had the, at, at any time, I had the opportunity to make upwards to about 90000 a year. Mm-hmm. I was making that for some years. Not that I was the person that my family could finally come to and say, hey, I ain't got this. Can you help me? Can you do it? You know my financial situation, mm-hmm. right? But I decided to quit my job because I wanted to get into recruiting. Me sh- pivoting from that I knew I was going to have to take a way lower of a pay cut just so I can get it on my resume to have six to a year, you know, time experience so that I could start applying to jobs. Well, in the midst of that, bills still got to get paid, still want to do certain things. I still want to, you know, whatever. But I had to take a seat. Uh, Certain things had to take a Mm backseat. Maybe me getting my nails done. Maybe me getting my eyebrows done. Maybe all those little luxuries that I had Mm -hmm. is taking a Mm backseat. So now when it comes to dating, I'm very transparent because men always say, oh, you just want a nigga to use it. No, I'm going to tell you exactly what the fuck Mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. And now it's up to you if you still want to talk to me or not. And as I've been doing that, they, man, let me know if you need some help. Motherfucker, I just told you I need help. They just say that shit with no intention to help. Well, what I'm saying is let me know how you want me to help. Get get out of here. And it's not that I'm asking either. It's not. I'm not asking. Rent I'm literally telling you. 1935. This is my cash app. This is my zip. <laughs> but this is the thing. The crazy part about it is the men will be actively trying to pursue me and I'm telling them this is what's going on in my life right now and this is what I'm consumed with. Mm -hmm. Would I like to go out with you? Probably sure. Yeah. Do I have more important shit that I should be doing? Absolutely. My important shit is my mental right now. So if I'm being standoffish and I don't want to go out on a date with you, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And you're trying to tell me how to relieve my stress and I'm actively telling you, nigga, Bill's got me stressed. Mm -hmm. Feel free to chip in or help or whatever. And if you don't, I'm going to get it figured out either way because again, Mm -hmm. been figuring this shit out since I was 16 nothing about you coming into the situation or leaving is going to change my situation. It's going to get handled. Facts. But don't ask me no silly ass question and then I give you an answer just for you to hit me with the damn, that's crazy. Get the fuck on. Man, I think when I was going through stuff like that, I just wouldn't even date because I was like, all I could think about is hustling right now. Yes! You're not finna sit up here and ask me what's wrong a million fucking times and not come up with the answer to it child yes i need the money but also i need a solution on how i can keep that money coming in because i know you can't support me and mine and and yours at the same time and so the thing is even when it comes to money my thing was me telling them exactly what i used to do for work what i do now i don't it's not me asking for help monetarily Mm -hmm. now what and then one of them i will say was like well have you ever thought about selling merch (sighs) takes money to make money have you ever thought about um maybe real estate on the side 
again, you need to have a real estate license, takes money to make money. You know what I'm saying? All mm-hmm. these things that you're thinking of, thank you so much because at least you're doing more for me from that point of view than another nigga was just by saying, sorry, hold on. Damn, you need an, well, hold on. I'll be trying to get people benefit of that. I can't stand people who always come up with random ass solutions and it's not like an actual plan. Yeah, that, that. It's like, oh, have you ever thought about, do you think I ain't thought about the same shit that. LLC Twitter and wrote yeah. 150 million goddamn times? And then, so I want to be a nurse. If anybody know, I want to be a, a registered nurse. I've already, I, I've got my bachelor's, you know what I'm saying? There's certain things I need. Well, um, I mean, if you need any help there, let me know. You want to pay for my, you, y'all want to pay for my school? Because I don't know what else I could, it take money to make money. That's all I keep saying. So I'm just like, in this point, keep your comments to yourself because they're not warranted. Which is why you um, kind of end up shutting down because it's like, that what, part. what would I tell you? What would it help for me to tell you what's going on? Because you don't have a real solution. And well, you know what I really hate? I want to go ahead and pin on this. When you fucking with a, a rich nigga, right? <laughs> nah, for real, dead ass. And they like, oh man, I can give you some money. No, show me how to make the money, nigga. Tell me the secret sauce. Yeah, or educate me. I really like, like me and you are both in the, you know, in that space mm-hmm. where if you're not pouring into me, I could kill it. And all I'm we really are not like a lot of women that literally are with our hands out. Like that's not ever that's never been my intention. Mm-hmm. And there's men that be like, man, I'll just tell what's your cash at wish and I never write it. Cause mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, go on. First of all, you can put a person's phone number in to get cash. There is that. But anywho, man, no, educate me because I see you, you know, and you seem like you have your shit together. Why don't you teach me how to get, why don't you teach me how to save better since you think I have a problem with saving or teach me how to do this. And that goes back again to your village. Mm-hmm. If we're, if we're still steady pouring into each other versus battling each other as men and women and saying, you know what, like what you did with your, your dude, babe, I see this is where you maybe struggle at. Let me teach you how I have been successful in doing this. And then hopefully that'll rub off on you. And when I see you having shortcomings again, I'm going to step in again and try to help you again. I'm going to try to lead you to water. If you drink, that's on you. If you don't, that's also on mm-hmm. you. But at least I can say I tried. And people can't help. You can't help somebody who don't want to help themselves at the end of the day. That part. But I mean, that's not the case here. We trying to help ourselves. And you over here just trying to be a part of something. For what? You know, you had said something about black people being able to provide for themselves and their kids with luxurious lives. Um, I think it's so frowned upon for whatever reason with those kids that don't pop their parents shit. Be like, yeah, hell yeah. I can, I can always call my mom and ask for help. Because, so I'm glad you brought that up. I love Issa Rae. I'm a huge fan of hers. Somebody got on Twitter and was like, let's not act like Issa wasn't born with a silver spoon in her mouth and her full ride scholarship paid to Stanford because her parents was rich and da 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 da. That's what her parents were supposed to do. They did what the fuck they were supposed to do. I'm sorry that your parents didn't work their ass off to get what needed to be got before you got into this world. Like, let, let black people enjoy luxury. We don't see it enough. And when we see it, niggas want to come on Twitter talking they shit because Tearing they ain't got it. Like, I love... It's like the, so, The Sweet Life of L.A. is a stupid ass... It's, it's, it's a silly show. It's a reality show about these black kids who are all millionaires or th- they're, they're wealthy enough in L.A., they got charter jets. They got like these. They they live in the life. Okay. Um, 
the reason I fell in love with it is because you don't see that advertised enough. When you see it on Instagram, it's always somebody like fake scamming or doing some weird shit, not telling it. But these are actual kids who are doing extremely well because their parents are doing well. And you, and I just love to see it. And I'm like, dang, I want to build that life for my child just so that she, you know, do whatever she wants and not have to worry about this. I'm not I'm not poor, but I could be I could have more money is what I'm saying. And I just, I just want her to be able to get on a plane and go somewhere and just not have the worries that we all for some reason hold on to of getting it out the mud. I want her to be like, nah, I'm good. Like, and I want her to be okay with that. And, and I don't, and if somebody comes, I want it to become a, a social norm to see that there are black people that live these types of lives. Cause there are white people know that they got their hillbilly ass cousins that lived in butt fuck Texas and they just don't talk about it, but they don't sit up here and talk shit about them. But for some, and they don't, and those people, they talk a little bit of shit about the people that are wealthy, but they don't sit up here and say like oh they're only wealthy because they were related to da, 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 da. they 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 acknowledge them and they keep it the fuck moving i want black people to do that too and i want you to praise people for living these good lives i want us to be able to just all be in the same vicinity the same earth the same twitter and be okay like because if for some reason there's a separation of class social class and and what's frowned upon more so is the kids that are living good lives because their parents work their ass off and their parents are pro-black as well and their parents are don't aren't half black half white They're, these are black people like it's possible i, I want to change the narrative because i hate seeing that black is associated with poverty i, I fucking hate it Absolutely. I'm sorry. I had to go on this little rant. And then even if they even if they come up from that, it's called privileged poverty or whatever. Like, damn, why? Why can't, why we can't just be rich? Why is privilege well, not a bad word? Privilege is OK. It's OK to have privilege. Yeah. You have pretty privilege. I do. And it's OK. Sorry that your parents look good and they made a cute baby. The fuck? Andy. <laughs> it's OK. <laughs> Gosh, the I word got, of the day is I got, I got pretty privilege, I got personality privilege, and I got pussy privilege. <laughs> I got P's. my PPP loan. <laughs> <laughs> the three P's. Three P's. <laughs> the three P's. Um, <laughs> let me jump into soft girl era. Ooh, which I is love a it. New, tre- new trend alert. <laughs> so I see a lot of men getting their panties and purses in a bunch as usual and they're like what the fuck is soft girl era and although i find the term pretty funny i understand where women are coming from when they're saying they're in there now they're trying to step into their soft girl era or whatever Mm -hmm. i think it's on the same line of resting in femininity it's the exact same thing it is it's just a cute little on top or whatever Mm -hmm. but with your soft girl era you know it's it's Again, all of this ties into you being okay with not having to try to do everything on your own. You allowing a man to come in and help. You allowing anybody to come in and help. Because even when it comes to dating, I think there's a stigmatism with especially black men, uh, black women, is that we are gold diggers. Mm -hmm. And it's especially coming from the men with no gold to dig up. And they're like, oh, Don't nobody want what you got yeah Fred. i mean and it's especially coming from you know black men if that's the men that we're trying to date because honestly it's really the only men that complains about this shit that i see but there's like no i don't i i, I, I i'm know, trying to explain it but it, it's almost pissing me off again and i want to pivot off i want to go ahead and touch on what you're talking about i i believe the soft girl error came from well let's back up 
black people have had this fascination with hustle culture. Oh, I'm getting out the mud. I don't sleep. Yes. Da, 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 da. And let me tell you something. We is tired as a, as a whole. I, I, I see it. I see that everybody's like, and that's where I think this is leading into. People are like, you know what? The roof over my head is enough. I am enough. I, and like being, you know, the most fit, having the best, like you got your wash day regimen going down, having the best job, the best career, having the best. Oh, I, I reached 10 million followers, like having like you've been working and you haven't been sleeping. You haven't had enough time for yourself. And I feel like the soft guard era is coming to say, you know what? I'm enough and my life is enough. If I get more, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to keep working, but I'm not going to stress myself out to the point where I have a stroke at the age of 35. I'm not going to sit up here and and just keep begging a nigga for something like I'm whatever it is for me is for me. And I'm happy because I'm not going to be stressed out about shit that I can't control. At the end of the day, a lot of stuff we worry about, we can't control. Absolutely. Unless, or, we, or we put ourselves into that situation and shit and spiral out of control. <laughs> right. But I saw this um, this thing on Twitter and she said, I love when people offer their help and I accept it. I love asking people for things. I love no longer feeling hyper independence in the sense that mm. I can't accept help from people. I love growth. I love love and I love cheese. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I, I understand cheese. that. And <laughs> that uh, that I think that's the perfect description of the soft girl era is you just being. Let me see. Another girl had said something. She did a video and she was like, um, you know, now I'm stepping into my soft girl era. Why did nobody tell me I could get anything I want from a man by talking like this? And why do people tell me not to be so aggressive? Like, I'm not baby. Can I have something? Can I have some? And da 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 And then she was like, why the fuck nobody told me? I don't want to be aggressive no more. You know what the fuck I'm saying, G? And it was like, well, I, I see what, thank God somebody told you. Shit. Please. Damn, turn it down, surround sound. <laughs> but that's also, wherever there's good, there's always a negative. Because mm-hmm. now you're manip, you didn't turn your manipulative ass brain into something that a lot of women are just saying, we're tired mm-hmm. of trying to be so independent. White women, <laughs> we on it. we trying to uh be housewives like you maybe now shit Man, like you was, was back in the day what was that girl when that dude used to walk around with the camera and he was like looking at people's cars he's like what do you do for a living oh i'm a i'm a neuroscientist or whatever and then he walked into the white woman she was like i'm a work. housewife exactly work huh what's that i'm a housewife and i love it i love it too and it's and it doesn't demean her in any way. Absolutely she probably not. still has the same amount of respect from her husband mm-hmm. that a woman that's a doctor is. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like, damn, now, again, men got to keep their head on a swivel for the women that are using this soft girl era to manipulate them, to manipulate their pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, at any point, anytime anything becomes trendy, you always... It, baseline use discernment don't just jump in head first like oh man she's soft like no you get to know somebody like you know when somebody's being manipulative i'm gonna need you to scroll down to 137 weeks get to them videos go to the tag <laughs> videos we're gonna get this real bitch voice in a minute yeah like just use discernment with anything that's gonna be my whole tip whenever we approach that but there are ladies rest we are tired and i'll even say men rest because i feel like men have also taken on this hustle culture and a lot of y'all are running in circles, not really achieving. I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Y'all not really doing what you think you're doing. Just, you know what? Be fine in what you in in where you at. And I, I promise you're going to see some more fruits from that labor. No, nah, I didn't say be lazy now. <laughs> 
Well, Stop being a forex nigga, because uh, y'all still you begging people to sign up. <laughs> I will say that I think if more women, this is just my opinion, if more women that were doing a lot had a lot of, on their shoulders would calm down, take the edge off, fall Went into their the soft girl era. That they would become more rested into their femininity, which allows that man to rest into her again and give mm-hmm. him that safe space and that soft space. And then they could be one. Like, I really think that once we find this balance somehow, like this whole black man against black women, old ass, tired ass rhetoric will probably finally be dead and then we can get into the good stuff with building these communities and building this space to ask people for help and creating these healthy environments and then that shit just spiral out of control and we be this great big black community that we're supposed to be mm-hmm. we just got to figure out how to have these uncomfortable conversations like we're having right now mm-hmm. and get down to the bottom of it instead of it being a well, I'm this way because she's that way. Well, how can we help each other not become that way? Shit. Women, we actively saying we're falling into our soft girl era. We don't want to do it no more. We tired and we just want a man. Tired. To just, you know, and then it's still, unfortunately, like I said in the beginning of this, a man taking that, what the fuck is a soft girl era? Can you let us be soft? Mm. We want to be. We're telling you. But can you allow us to be? You so without- uptight because you always making me have to go up and be a nigga. <laughs> You know what? I literally this this dude had FaceTime me that I, you know, we cool or whatever. And he had like joked with me, but the joke was very like rah, rah, rah. And I caught myself in the midst of me about to get there. And I said, I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna need you to stop talking to me like this. Mm. He was like, what do you mean? I'm just playing. I said, but you're playing it's bringing me from out of this calm, rested. I was, I was calm, rested, relaxed. My candles was going before you called me. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that once you called me, you got me so riled up. I was like, I'm not going to give you that right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm telling you that what you're doing right now is taking me to that point. Did he Please don't do that. He did. He said, you know what? You're right. You I got like, it. I see you. I see you. Yeah. But and, and again, it's, it's just those conversations. Man, when you feel like you're being tested in that calm voice that you know how to use, Hey, baby, mm-hmm. this right here that we doing right now, this ain't working for me being uh what you want me to be. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, hopefully she can address herself and go, shit, I am kind of tripping. Damn. Yeah, you have to t- talk to your person or your f- whoever. Family, friend, anybody. You can catch them in that exact moment and put a pin in and say, hold up. But not in a disrespectful way. If we if we all talk to each other like how we want to be talked to and with some fucking common sense, mm-hmm. maybe we can get somewhere. Child. Girl, let me let y'all let me we common 40, sense look, ain't we 40 common. minutes in. Niggas done tuned out now. Let me tell y'all what this motherfucker told me. <laughs> I said <laughs> um, I think we more than 40 minutes in because I saw John didn't press play on it. I told <laughs> we I like told, 50 minutes in. Okay, this, this is my last thing, y'all. And th- <laughs> the matter of fact, this is gonna be my whole tip. <laughs> I told Jojo, out of me washing dishes, I said, you might want to find out when your daddy going to pick you up because I don't know what's going on. This motherfucker done told him whatever she said upstairs, this nigga texts me back. I would appreciate it if you call me. Don't have Jordan call me. You call me. You the parent, not her. Zoom into my... 
who the fuck that's what i got anybody else get anything different because i didn't that's what i got out of that i was like who the fuck is this nigga talking to Ring-a-ding-a-ding, ring-a-ding-a-ding, it's, it's me. Well, and I didn't even, I didn't jump on with hostility, but A, Texas can get taken yeah. out of context. Yeah. I'm trying to be the bigger person here. Growth. Hello, uh, who, I, first I said, look now, I'm gonna just tell you, only reason why I did it is because, yeah, well, I'm just, again, the only reason why I say that is because, oh, all right, I, I'm just saying that, you know, what I'm saying at the end of the day, if you got something to say, can you just call me and we could be parents about it? I said, yeah, but at the end of the day, if you need to say something, you can always call me. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have text conversation. All right. I feel you. All right. Good. Bye. I love that y'all co-parenting is getting a lot more. No, 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 no. We have ons and offs every year. But I was just making a point to show my Trey, my are you for hire? You know what? Do you have a whole tip? Because I'm out. That was my 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 whole tip is sometimes text can be taken out of context and it needs to be said to where that person can understand your tone and delivery. Everything ain't text worthy. You know, I'm learning that um, because people get offended by everything I say. And, I, you know, I don't I don't mean it. you know me. I don't mean it. But I'm like trying to explain. So at this point, I just don't text anymore because I just I'm not doing it with y'all. Send voice notes, iPhones. But then you got people like LP that goes, I'm not listening to that. Then don't. And you know what? When you find time, then we'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm not texting what I just said. And so I there's just, that. I just stopped responding. But um, no, my whole tip is going to be uh, it's OK to be privileged. Rest in your privilege and, and pop your pop your parents shit because your parents work their ass off. Like, I mean, you ain't got to be like, my dad's a neuroscientist. But you can say, like, you know what, my dad? He worked <laughs> hard to get to where he went to school for eight years. and Yeah, my dad, my dad is, he's he's that nigga. And, you know, I'm proud of him. Instead of y'all tanking y'all puss ass in the studio, talking about, I done got it out the mud. I remember I couldn't eat and I ain't had no fun. Mama, roll, big mama rolling in her damn. My teacher said I wasn't never going to be I will. shit. She said to pronounce Ask. She said you couldn't read, and that's why you wouldn't be shit. Tell the full story, (laughs) Tyrone. (laughs) And on that note, bye. bye.